Welcome to the Plexus High School Leadership Podcast Series. We are excited to have Skipper Ward, Superintendent of the Magnolia School District in Magnolia, Arkansas, as our guest. Skipper was named the 2022 Arkansas Superintendent of the Year. Welcome everyone again to the Plexus Leadership Podcast. I'm very excited today to have our special guest, Skipper Ward, the superintendent of Magnolia School District in Magnolia, Arkansas. Welcome, Skipper. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to, to, uh, to visit with you a little bit and just kind of talk education. Great. And again, I'm David Lindeberg from the Plexus Foundation, and it's just great to be here today. I know as we were chatting before the podcast, I asked you, so do you prefer John or Skipper? And it's always fun to just to hear about nicknames and was there any particular reason the skipper was the nickname? Yeah, you you know you know I think I think that was uh, the story I get. My mom wanted you know uh, my real name on the birth certificate, and you know my dad wanted skipper on the birth certificate. <laughs> my mom she won that battle, but I guess my dad won the war. Um, <laughs> I think you know I have found through all the papers that our parents keep from, I think I found one paper in, in kindergarten that looked like where, where Derek was written at the top of it. My, my middle name is Derek. It's okay. never, it's never been John ever, <laughs> ever, except on bank note, bank notes, mortgages that, and the doctor's office. And that's, that's about it. Uh, but other than that, it's been skipper my, my entire life. And, and, um, uh, that's just uh, just what it is. It's just I, skipper. It. I like it. I love Skipper. It's definitely. I, I, and I was as we were sharing too. I noticed. I noticed that because you have won the Arkansas Superintendent of the Year Award, and and I loved what you had to say in your article. Like it's about the team, and this award really is for the team, and you get to be the facilitator of, of receiving that. And by the way, that plaque was huge with the giant state of Arkansas on it. The picture. It's, it's a be- It's a beautiful plaque. I've got it right over there on the wall. It's uh. Yeah, I, I I have to look up at it once in a while and just kind of remind myself. And it's uh, man, it was such an honor and and such a uh, I, I I'll never think I am or was deserving of that of that honor. But I'm I'm just so so humbled by it and the way they do it here. You know, we're it was I mean I knew I had been nominated. I submitted the application, uh, but certainly had no idea. You know, right on and and uh, we're we're in a board meeting one night and and uh, the door opens and the uh, association um uh director and and all of the you know not but you know a bunch of my superintendent friends and and former you know superintendent of the year they start walking in and and uh you know at that moment you know what's going on and at that moment you're like you know there's there's no words uh, to express and and I, I, I was able to, uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, go to the, uh, to the next, uh, this year's superintendent of the year, Dr. Jared Cleveland in, in Springdale and, and, and oh, yeah. do the same thing for him, you know, walk, walk in a, a board meeting and, and surprise him and to know, to know how he feels and, and to know what it feels like to, to have all of the people that you have so much respect for. Right walk in on you and say, Hey, you know, we appreciate what you do and, and we think highly of you. And, and it's, it's just, um, it's, it's, it's so humbling and, and, 
there's really not words. I've I've never been able to put it into words very well what it what it means. Uh, but it is it is such an honor. That I love that, especially the, the colleagues, like you said, who you engage with and you support each other and your your leaders as well as you and your school district, the teachers and the parents. I mean, all that feeds into something really special that you yeah. get to be a part of. Certainly nothing that I've done. We have such an amazing team, you know, and I've I've had the opportunity to work for two two wonderful school districts, you know. Mm. And and you know the the boards have been so supportive, and the teachers and communities have all been so supportive of of what we're trying to do, and and uh, Mary and my philosophy, and and you know their philosophy and their goals, and uh, them trusting in me to carry out their goals, and uh, it, it's just uh, I, I, it's been it's been a cool experience so far. I love it. I love it because you're right. Those awards are are really about a a continuum of excellence and dedication versus just the one and that's it one and done it's a whole body of work and and that's again that's that's one of the things that makes it so special it's not just something that i i did over the past year it, it's you know recognition for you know a body of work that that we've been able to do to to really you know benefit kids that's right it's about the kids right so you you have become i, I noticed horatio School mm-hmm. district, they they grabbed up Winthrop. Is that right? Kind yes, of yeah, yeah. And yeah. you got did you get your start in all this in middle school as a middle school science teacher? Is that yeah, right? so um, so I, I I got my start teaching uh fifth and sixth grade science in, in Horatio Elementary. And okay. um, the opportunity Winthrop was a, a school that had consolidated in the early 90s with with Horatio, and uh, the opportunity came up just to uh, to go down there and, and teach. And, um, you know, that was, it's a, it was a very, very small school, you know, less than a hundred kids K through six. And, uh, they only had the elementary school there and it's, it's uh, such a unique community and such a unique school. And we were able to do so many fun things that really kind of, uh, shaped who I am and fell right in line with, with my philosophy of education and, um, you know, it was never really my intent to get into administration. Um, <laughs> my mom and dad, both are administrators. My dad is a superintendent. My mom was an elementary principal. Okay. And, you know, I had, uh, I was teaching science. Uh, we had, had some cows and had a little farm on the side and I was, you know, completely content. I, my dad, parent, mom, both, you know, encouraged me to, to go ahead and get my, you know, administration certification so you know i took a few classes and that door well hang on just a second sound stop there okay go ahead say that again say what you're saying so you know the um i don't i don't know where we broke up but um the door opened for me to be uh an elementary elementary principal there at at winthrop on that campus part of the school district uh system and then I, I took some classes, you know, for my superintendency and that door opened again, you know, there in, in Horatio and, um, you know, was, was, uh, a, at a very unique time there in Horatio. And, uh, you know, it was a time when we needed to do some things with our facilities and, we were going to have to ask for a very large millage, you know, to make that happen. Oh and, yeah. 
Yeah. That's home. I think the people, you know, kind of trusted what I was, you know, saying and, and I was, uh, I was from there and kind of understood what, what our challenges were. And uh, we were able to, to pass that, that millage and build a new high school and, and meet some of our other facility needs. That's incredible. I mean, that's an amazing opportunity just to be able to do that. Yeah. Not many people have an opportunity to do that. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, for, and, and that was, that was my first, you know, couple of years as a superintendent. I mean, that was, you know, we, I, that, that was kind of the purpose, I guess they hired me was, okay, we need you to do this. You don't have any experience in it. And, uh, you know, I will never forget the, uh, the board <laughs> president at that time, uh, during the interview as he said, uh, he sat there the entire time, didn't say a word. I mean, just, and I was, I mean, I, I love him, but he did not say a word and it was very much unlike him. Right. And, he finally said, I'm not going to ask you anything about school finance. Cause I know you don't know anything about school finance, <laughs> but here's my question. Are you afraid to ask people for help? And, uh, I've never been afraid to ask questions, never been afraid to ask for help. And, you know, so that's, that's anyway, um, I stayed there for, um, I, I, I don't, I guess I was superintendent for maybe seven years. So I guess, um, um, I, I think, I think I left maybe my eighth year or something like that. And, and okay. really was not looking for a job. We, you know, Horatio's home again, yeah. we had a few years earlier bought some family land, built a house, you know, that, that <clears throat> we ended on retiring, you know, in and, uh, the phone rang and I said, Hey, this opportunity in Magnolia is, is open. Would you be interested in applying for it? Um, my wife and I came to Magnolia, kind of drove through it and it just, it felt, it felt like home. It felt good. And so we applied for the job and, and, uh, went through the process and it was a, a search firm that, you know, was, I, I guess, conducting the, the search, the initial search. Right. Right. I'd, I had never been through anything like that. And it was, it, it's an intimidating process. It is. It's true. Um, part of, part of the, part of the interview involved a, a panel of kids and. Oh, interesting. I, I fell in love with our kids from, from the first question that they ask. And, and we have some just absolutely amazing kids here. They're, they're absolutely incredible. And outside of, you know, our, our very supportive board and, and community and teachers, our, our kids are, are just phenomenal. And so uh, they offered me the job and, and, and certainly, you know, took it, obviously, and, and moved my family here. And, and it has just been uh, the absolute best thing that I could have done family-wise, you know, career-wise. Uh, I've got four kids. Uh, oh, yeah. My youngest graduated last year. And uh, so when we moved here, she was, I guess, in the fifth grade and, and the opportunities that she's had or had here at Magnolia um, just, I think, I think changed her, probably changed her life, you know, and, and um, my older, older three, one of, one of my oldest son had graduated before we moved here. So I had, you know, three kids in school. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my, my, my next oldest son. <laughs> Uh, was a junior he was not too happy with us um and uh, as it would turn out he's the only one that's still here and so <laughs> funny how that thing works like that 
Even you know, that time in high school yeah, transitioning. I went through the countryside on that a little bit, but <laughs> you know, we're we're tickled to be in Magnolia. We love Magnolia. Um, we have a grandson here, and so I, I hope this is I hope this is home from for for the rest of my career anyway. I love that. I mean, to to look at what some of the older articles that came up about um, Southern Arkansas welcoming you to the community and to Magnolia. And you were just, it was just fun to see how thrilled you were. I mean, first of all, that's a wonderful welcome from a university to welcome the superintendent to town. Yeah. Yeah. And you're an alum too of there, right? I am. So I, that's, uh, I went, I got my, my superintendent certification is from there. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they, they welcome the entire community. I just welcome me with open arms. They welcome my kids. They welcome my wife. Uh, you know, when, when you do that, you, you've got, you've got me, you know, and, and so like uh, you know, the kind of, I guess the, the, the motto at the university is it feels like home and it does. It, it just felt like home whenever we drove into Magnolia and, and everybody just, just welcomed us and, and we, we fell into place and, um, you know, I, I think we've done some good things here and we're, we're proud of, we're proud of where we are. I love it. I love it. Now, is your district growing as far as population? How's that? I don't, there's, there's not anybody in South, Southwest Arkansas that's growing. Uh, <laughs> it's just that there, there's not, there's not a school. Uh, we have, however, kind of, kind of leveled off. Um, we consolidated with the school, uh, local school here, I guess my first year here. Um, and, and jumped up, you know, a few hundred kids up to about 2,900, okay. and then, you know, over the, over the past several years, those have kind of, uh, left out and, and K through 12, um, we have about 120 in our preschool. Um, but, uh, okay. you know, there's, there's, it's, it's pretty stagnant. There's not any growth in South, Southwest Arkansas. That area. I remember uh, when I was talking to John Spencer from Westside Christian. He said similar. Because like this is not a booming growth area. No. As no. far as these things go, and he's like, we do what we can to work with it. And I and as I was looking too, so you're in Columbia County, and you serve what Magnolia Village, McNeil, and Waldo. Is that correct? The cities around? Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Walker, Walker is to the south of us. Walker has been consolidated a long time. Ah, um, gotcha. And so, yeah, those those are all just all Columbia County. There's one other school in Columbia County, public school. There's one other public school in Columbia Columbia County. It's called Emerson Taylor Bradley. Uh, those those uh, very small schools that all consolidated to make one district. Uh, they still operate all of their their campuses as a K twelve campus, uh, but. Um, of that district, Emerson and uh, Taylor are in Columbia County. Gotcha. Okay. Inter it's so interesting to learn the different areas of where people are from. And I love yeah. to study maps. That's just kind of one thing I love. And looking at the area going, what, what is it like, you know, for the, the folks around there? And I grew up in a very small town in Connecticut. I, okay. I was raised by Midwesterners in New England. That's what I love to tell people. It's true. My parents are from Cleveland, Ohio. They grew up in the city. I grew up in the country with city parents. So it's like an interesting mix of, of that whole, whole mission. Model. So when, when I see people living in these areas, like I know what it's like to live in a small town yeah. where you know everybody and everything. You just know. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's interesting. You know, Magnolia's 11,000, some change. And uh, to, to, to me, Magnolia was 
a larger town. I, I know it's small, but you know, Horatio was population of less than a thousand. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a big jump. That's true. Yeah, so the, the school that I graduated from in high school, you know, had a, the town had a population of, you know, four or 500. Uh, so, you know, I, I was moving to the city, you know, yeah. and, and people say, Hey, there's nothing to do here. Oh yeah. <laughs> there, there, there is a, there is a Walmart within five minutes. You know, there's, you know, multiple places to eat. That's, you know, you don't have to drive 30 minutes to, to get something to eat or uh, go to Walmart. True. Yeah. So it's good. Uh, it's very true. We used to have to drive 30 minutes just to get a McDonald's. Yeah. yeah. We, we didn't even have, numbers on our street for a walk to the mailbox and yeah we didn't get cable till way later in life and it just was funny like really i'm like yeah it's just the way it was you know yeah. <laughs> it really teaches you different things as a kid um, it does you know when you have the ability to explore and run around and do what you, you want to do essentially because the, the fear of the city isn't there it's just different right it's just a whole different attitude just when absolutely when when you can walk out your you know front door back door and go you know just go exploring go fishing go you know take your bb gun 22 whatever and you know bird hunt squirrel hunt you know whatever um or just throw rocks you know that's right it's just a different type of of upbringing you know with with that in mind i you know with my own kids and you know the kids that I've helped throughout my whole career get into college and move on to things. You know, I think about that kind of joy that I had and I still have that I bring to the table to help inspire people. What, what do you do with your team and then with the, the kids in your schools to get them excited and motivated and keep them moving towards that goal of graduation from high school? You know, I, I hope it's build relationships. I, you know, I, I hope that you know, when I, when I walk out on our playgrounds, when, whenever I walk, you know, through halls and, 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 and kids give me high five knuckle bumps, you know, I, I, I hope that's what keeps us going in, in the right direction. Um, you know, it, again, we've just got such a strong community and, you know, it being in education right now is hard and keeping teachers, um, encourage is hard. And, you know, I, I don't, I don't have the secret formula. I don't, I don't have the secret sauce to, to keeping teachers motivated. Um, you know, I think, I think what they, what they want is, is just to have their back and, and, and just encouragement and, and know that, that I support them, you know, and, 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 and whatever, you know, whatever that looks like that, that, that I support them. And, you know, I, I hope that, um, you know, I, I, I send out a very short weekly message, you know, about winning for kids every Sunday night. And, you know, that's kind of our, our, our theme this year is just win for kids, you know, and there's, uh, we, we put together a four-step process for that. And, uh, my message to them every Sunday night is, is being, uh, be purposeful and, and doing these things that are going to win for kids on a daily basis, you know, and, and let's, let's make that a priority to, to win for kids. And it's, it's certainly nothing research-based. It's certainly another, nothing that's, um, new, but you know, this is, is what we, what we are hoping to do. You know, I think that's huge. Um, 
in the midst of the relationships that do motivate people. I mean, it makes us, it makes people live longer in general. Just that alone, relationships keep us alive moving forward. One, sure. one of the things I found interesting is, as I've looked at various things, uh, there was a professor at uh, York University up in York, Nebraska, who was, who was in the education field and raising up teachers and master's degrees. And she, we were talking one day about Hattie's scale. You're probably familiar with that as an educator. And as I read through it, one of the things I saw is one of the number one reasons why kids are successful is teacher self-efficacy. The teachers believing in themselves provided that much more, which is relationship, right? It's relationship. That, that, that's what it is. I mean, you, you can call it whatever. It, it's, a, it's, it's relationships. I mean, that's that, bowl down. It's, it's a relationship. And, and uh, yeah, it's not rocket scientists. It's not. It's just uh, it's, it's the foundation to education. And, and, and it's, it's what all student achievement has to be built on. I, I just I, I believe that to my core. And, and Hattie's work proves that, that that it is the most important thing you do in the classrooms. Yeah, over and over again, it was all about self-efficacy and belief in yourself and yep. what that means. And some of the things that get attention that need attention, obviously, with uh, mental health and those things. And, you know, even what the um, outcome of the pandemic and all the stuff that we're dealing with cleaning up as a society, um, you know, that that belief in yourself is huge. Yeah. You know, when, when you look at some of the things that you guys have been doing to overcome some of those pandemic related things, whether it affected you greatly or not in your area. How is that going and how are you guys doing? <laughs> um, you know, um, I, th I, I think uh, <laughs> we're making progress. You know, when when you have, uh, you know, letter grades and report cards that come out that that, you know, say otherwise that tell us, you know, how we're doing, what we're doing. Uh, that 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 gets a bit discouraging. You know, we we made progress. You know, academically on our our state test um, in most areas, we were able to to kind of get back to where we were pre uh, pandemic um, scores, I guess. Yeah. But you know, I, as I look back, I think probably the 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 thing that has I call it COVID lazy expectations. I, I don't know if that's politically correct to say or not, but I think it's COVID lazy, lazy expectations on, on kids and, and uh, quite honestly, teachers and administrators, you know, I, I think we, we had to lower our, our expectations and, and accountability uh, to, to meet our uh, kids needs for not being in the classroom and for being able to be in school and not, you know, being in front of us and in a very, very short time, uh, we become accustomed to very low expectations academically. And, um, and I think mm -hmm. we're, we are feeling that, um, the repercussions of that. I, I never thought about it that way. That's a, that's a very well stated point. And when I think about the impact of the kids, just where we live, I, I can see that. You can see that change, and I see the my middle schooler, especially who's eighth grade, trying to ramp up those expectations and even the expectations on herself to be more engaged. Yep. Yep. You're right. It had a, had a major impact all around. 
we just have to be in, intent on, and, and that's part of part of our process for winning, you know, for kids is to, to have a high level of accountability and, and high expectations for ourselves and for our kids, you know, yeah. not just academically, but behaviorally, you know, that's, uh, that's a good point. Act, kids act different. Uh, they, 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 uh, their kids act different. Um, and I don't know why, but you know, the, the kids that we got back when we came back from being off of, uh, off of, you know, shutdown where they, they acted different. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good point too. I know I keep saying that, but I didn't, you know, it wasn't just a month or two, it was two years of this. So yeah. we habits take years to develop and maintain. So you're right. Now we're trying to unplug those. Yeah. And, and really deal with their the environment that is different. Everyone's a little different as a result. We're still a little scared and hesitant, but excited at the same time, trying to keep that excitement up. You know, everybody, was, did, the, everybody did the best we could. And, yeah. and certainly I, I'm not, you know, everybody did the best we knew how and the, and the best we could. But, you know, when, when you're quarantined, you know, at a time, and they're they're being quarantined multiple here, yeah. um, and and you know expecting them to uh, to keep up, and um, it's hard. Oh, it's yeah. hard. That's really really true. But we're we're I, we're I feel good about where we are. I feel good about um, you know like I said, most of our our test scores are kind of back. You know pre pre pandemic you know level and. That's fantastic. We, we know the work we have to do. And that's right. That's it, right. Is, it is mighty. So, <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're just rolling up our sleeves and getting after it. That's right. Mighty, a mighty work you do with your job and your team to keep everyone motivated and excited and engaged in school. The, um, I always like to read board minutes. Uh, just a habit. That's kind of fun for me. <laughs> it's, it's more just, I like, I like seeing what happens within the school district because there's so much that you can take for granted in a public school that just happened. Yep. And, you know, you look at, okay, this is approved for, you know, redoing this building and the process and the process is designed to protect the tax dollars and the district and everyone. So it's used wisely. Right. And that's, that's what I love about seeing that there is a process for a reason. Yeah. And many of us get frustrated with bureaucracies and things, but they're there to help protect things at the same time, not get in the way. As long as they're not in the way, I'm always okay with it. But I noticed one thing on you, you were uh, approved to be the board's representative on the South Central Service Cooperative. And I was, I was just kind of poking around the website, seeing what that is. Well, what is that? So I think different states call them different things. Yeah. You know, it's a service center, you know, it, uh, in Arkansas. Uh, I think there are 16, 15 or 16 of them. And it's just, you know, uh, the, the, the schools in our, uh, our local region are geographically assigned to a, a, a service co-op that okay. provides, you know, educational services, you know, for us, the superintendents of all of those school districts uh, make up that, that co-ops board. Uh, so gotcha. that's, 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 that's all that, that's all that is. So you think about planning and what, whatever's going on and state stuff that's happening that you have to implement. Yeah. You know, so, so, you know, the, the co-ops, you know, they, they provide a lot of professional development for us. Oh, you know, they, nice. They, they, okay. uh, they provide, 
some uh, consortiums. They they provide some uh, some of the um, uh, I guess um, Head Start services. They provide yeah uh, some, some special ed services for some districts. You know they're they're um, they're really really helpful uh, to some of the. I mean we. We have some of our own people that that manage those services for ourselves, but you know there are many small districts who um, don't have a need for a full time person doing you know a, a special ed supervisor per se. You know, gotcha. so there yeah. might be a, a special ed supervisor that that works with you know several school districts you know in the co op, but is employed by the by the co op, and each school just you know contributes some money to that to that person. There are okay. multiple positions like that. They have literacy specialists, uh, math specialists, science specialists. Uh, they go out to schools and and just provide support uh, for districts in those in those areas. Uh, they they provide um, uh, well support in just about every level of of the district that that you could need, and they're just available for us. Gotcha. Okay, that that sounds similar to one of my friends works for the Monterey County Office of Education. That's a autistic specialist for elementary yeah. school kids and then the districts hire him hire the county to do these things that sounds very similar very, very similar you know i think uh um well different states are going to call them different of different. course yeah yeah that, it's that's cool i mean being involved with those kinds of things definitely has got to expand your horizons and see what everyone's doing and what they're involved in and, and the challenges just in the areas yeah right are. so with what is, as far as this year, when you look at where you want to take some of the engagement with your kids, um, let's say your high school students, because I know we, we, Plexus is dedicated to high school students. We do have some on the younger end, but primarily we look at giving high school students opportunity to get to college if we want to college and providing all the information we can, the tutoring and support, whatever we can that way. So when you look at your high school students, and the graduation rates and where they're going. What what do you see for them? Um, more so than I, I want them to be prepared for college. I want them to be prepared for life. Yes. Uh, and I don't want that to sound, you know, cliche-ish. Um, <laughs> but you know, we we do. I, you know, we we feel like that we we really encourage and i couldn't tell you the percentage off the top of my head but we we try to have a very high percentage of our kids that are involved in activities uh, you good. know when, when you when you look at the the needs of our our industries um you know they they tell us they want you know all of these soft skills where there there's there's no better place to teach soft skills than through activities, you know, being on, being on time, being responsible, working, you know, together, working as a team, um, you know, just being responsible for you, you know, those things are best taught in there are kids, you know, for life that way, the kids that are going to college, yeah. you know, if, if they're at, in activities, then they've, they've had to, to manage their time you know, responsibly between, you know, That's whatever true. curricular activity or extracurricular activity and, and their academics. They've had to manage their time. Many of our kids, we, we are, are poor. Uh, many of our kids have had to manage jobs, yeah. manage extracurricular activities and, and their academics. Um, 
we we feel like we've got a strong uh, AP program, and you know we feel like those courses really prepare our kids for for college. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And and we're we're proud of that that program. We've got some concurrent credit classes that that I think prepare kids for college. Um, just in in complete, you know, blunt honestly, I think I'm while I like concurrent credit, I I think there's a bit of a limit to I don't like maybe likes not the right word. <laughs> I'm hesitant to send 18 year olds to college as a second semester sophomore, or I, I think there's a lot of growing that needs to be done that freshman and sophomore year. Yes. And we agree completely. Yeah. That's, that's part of the process. That's part of right. growing up. And, and I'm, yes, I mean, I've got a, a daughter in college and I know what kind of uh, benefit it is to, you know, for pocketbooks to send kids to, school with 45 hours or you know 60 hours or whatever but i don't at the end of the day i don't know that but certainly there are some some places where i think it's it's good and some courses where i think it's helpful and, and i'm certainly not opposed to it i just i just am hesitant to really um have a bus concurrent credit program Sure. It, it makes sense in many ways because you're absolutely right. I mean, it, it, like, you know, as a, as a higher education professional for years, walking with credit doesn't mean you're ready for college. It just means That's you right. work up to this point. And, you know, with our mission to support so many students throughout high school and things like that. Oh, sorry about that. My, uh, my car park alarm just went off for some reason. Oh. <laughs> it's like, don't get a ticket. You might get a ticket. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, as a superintendent, you walk that line of preparing kids for higher education, preparing kids for careers, preparing kids for life. I mean, all of it, like you said, it's, it's not one. It's, it's many, many fingers of where people could go. Yep. Yeah. And that, that's important, you know, the, especially the career pace and, you know, that's uh, yeah, that we just, that's important. Yeah. I, I like that you said that too. I think that clarified it quite well in the midst of where you are, what you need and, and being responsive to your local community. And that's a big part of it too. I mean, when you mentioned the industry in your area, do you have partnerships with the industry in your area on these kinds of things? And yes. Yeah. So um, our, I guess, our largest employer is a chemical, you know, plant. And so there's some restrictions on sending kids, you know, out to the chemical plant, but we have lots of partners, you know, throughout our community that we see in kids, you know, too, as part of an in internship program uh, that, that works, you know, really well. And, um, you know, they, we, we have, we have great partners. Um, they're, they're very helpful, very supportive and, and very appreciative, honestly, to, to have, to have those, those, those workers. Absolutely. And I'm sure many of them are on the district board, right? I mean, they're community members that serve on these district boards and are professionals. Yep. Yep. That's very true. Very true. You know, when I, when I think about the areas of responsibility for superintendents, I mean, the list is huge and, you know, curriculum is a big piece and you have the, the safety and disaster planning and those things which come to mind, which was pandemic related in many ways. Have you guys gotten more involved in any of that kind of planning or prep with all the stuff that went down in the past few years? 
Yeah. Um, our people are great. You know, I mean, we just, we, you know, for the pandemic, we just, uh, we put a team of, of our teachers, uh, really, and some community members, uh, some administrators together and just rolled up our sleeves and, and did the work. Um, our, our, our community was, was so, so, so supportive of, of all the decisions that, that I guess I had to make and, and, uh, recommend to the board. And, you know, we did not have, I mean, certainly there were people that dis, that disagreed with what we were doing. Sure. Sure. I disagreed with a bunch of it, you know, <laughs> but you know, it was, it was the, the best options to keep our kids in school and in front of us. And, you know, there were policies that I recommended that, that I didn't, I didn't necessarily uh, favor, but I knew that it was what would keep our kids on site uh, the, the, the majority of the time. And so, you know, our, our community, I felt like trusted. And I think that's the big word. I think they trusted me. They trusted the board. They trusted right. that we were doing what was in our kids' best interest. And we, we didn't have a bunch of, a bunch of irate parents. We didn't have a bunch of uh, people at board meetings. We didn't, we didn't have, um, we did, we didn't have the horror stories that you saw across the nation and, and across the state in some parts. I mean, that's, that's one, first of all, it's wonderful to hear that the community was so supportive of those decisions. I mean, that's a testament to you and to everyone who lives around there and how their commitment, make sure the kids were in school. Yep. Yep. You know, school is such a place where everyone comes together, no matter how old you are. You know, especially, I don't know if you guys have a big football program, but football games and those big sporting events, everyone in the community loves to go to them. Football, basketball, it's, uh, it's all there. You know, they, uh, that is the one place where, where our, our community uh, can, can really come together and, and, and uh, agree that we want to win. That's right. <laughs> I definitely hope you guys have a winning season. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, we, we're having a good season so far and have, have had a good past few years and, and we've had uh, great basketball teams the past several years. That's very cool. Who knows how many Razorback football players will come out of there, right? Well, who knows? We got a Razorback basketball player up there right now that we just graduated. That's awesome. Yeah, it's fun to watch him. What's his name? I love to watch all the basketball. Uh, Darian, Darian Ford. Okay. That's very fun. Yep. He's a, he's, he's a great young man. I'm going to look that up. I love learning about all these little nooks and crannies of, yep. of, of people and what, what you do. We had um, – you know, you mentioned the was it Jared Cleveland? Mm-hmm. Yeah, going to get the award. I'm yep. doing a podcast with him in two weeks. Oh, are you really? Yeah, and I was like, that's awesome. I'll have to tell him. Talk, tell him we talked. <laughs> he is a great friend of mine, and and I just have so much respect for uh, for Dr. Cleveland, and and just one of the guys that I just look up to so much, and and just uh, uh, he's just such a genuine guy, such a, such a smart. Um, school guy and just a a dear dear person and and I I, I love his heart and uh, I love his heart for kids and I just he's always so so professional he says things so uh, so so eloquently I'm, yeah. I'm not a wordsmith at all and he you know he is just he he gets his message across so very well and and um, 
yeah, I just I'm a huge, huge uh, Jerry Cleveland fan. And what a, what an honor to be for you to pass the torch that way with the award. It was a special moment for uh, for me to be able to to hand the hand him his plaque um, and see his reaction. Uh, it's uh, you know it's it's uh, it it takes a minute to get to Springdale from from um, from Magnolia. Uh, and, and it is, it, it was a, uh, it was a drive well worth the time and I would not have missed it for anything. It was just, uh, to, to give him that plaque was, was one of the highlights of my career. I love that. I love that, that kind of sharing colleagues you support and, and just how small the education world becomes as I get oh, to know more and more superintendents, like everyone knows each other and we're, we're so connected because we love what we do. Like, yeah, love what we do. I mean, working for the state schools for so many years, like I did, my my dedication was to the students and their families, helping them, mm-hmm. keeping the barriers low so they know the opportunity exists. Period. Right. Like that's whether you choose it or not, you're going to know it's there. Yep, we've 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 got some really strong leaders in in Arkansas school leaders and very smart school people, and uh, you know, there's just so many of them that I look up to and. And, and consider, you know, mentors and, and friends and uh, have so much respect for what they do in their communities. I love that. I love that. You know, just to finish up, I know we talked about this. What, what do you see in the next three to five years for you? Any, you know, I, your I, golf game getting better, like you shared no, earlier. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not much of a golfer. I, I don't. And uh, <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't mind being out there, but I'm not much of a golfer. That's right. <laughs> You know, I have a uh, I have a, a new grandson. Uh, he's celebrating his first uh, birthday here in a couple That's of days, nice. and so you know that that is he is here in Magnolia, and and I I hope that that I continue to have the support of my board and and community uh, to where I can just stay right here and and retire right here, and um, you know live out live out the rest of my days right right here. And we, we, Magnolia is such a special place. Um, our, our kids, they're absolutely incredible. Um, our, our, our community, our teachers, uh, they, it's just, uh, you know, and everybody has, it's going to say the same thing, you know, about their schools and their communities, but, um, I just, I, I love what we're doing. I love what we're doing for kids. And, and I love the fact that, that I get to be a part of, of creating opportunities and yeah. experiences for kids that that help shape who they are going to become um, as as adults. I mean that that's I think that sums it up really really well in the midst of what you love, where you are, and how much you love your community. And I mean, yeah. what a pleasure to be able to talk to you and get to know you better. I feel like I have a friend in Southwest Arkansas Hi. now. Come by. I'd, I'd, I'd love to take you to some of our, some of our highlights around here. It's uh so, so come by anytime. Right. I need to come on football night, basketball night, watch everyone. It's, it's a good time either way. You know, our, 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 our it's, it's a, uh, it's a good time. You know, SAU's got, got a great atmosphere That's uh, true. for football That's true. games. We, we have a good, a good time at our games and, and um, it's, it's, um, it's a unique little community. I love it. Thank you again, Skipper. What a pleasure. Appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Hopefully talk soon. Absolutely, we will. Thank you for joining the Plexus High School Leadership Podcast Series. If you'd like more information on this podcast or Plexus, 
please visit us at plexus.com forward slash solutions. Thank you.